And joining me for more on this, CNN Global Affairs Analyst Kim Dozier and retired U.S. Army Major Mike Lyons. Good to see you both this morning. Uh, Major Lyons, let me start with you. Uh, I'm sure you just heard Fred's piece there. Any any clues based on what we, we do know, the type of plane it was, the region this took place in? Any sense from your perspective about what's really accurate here? Well, from my perspective, I, I don't think it was a prisoner exchange. You, won't, you don't put POWs inside of airplanes and fly them away from the battle space, which is what this plane was doing. And the IL-76 is kind of the, the main workhorse cargo plane for the Russian military. It's been in service since 1975, uh, similar to RC-141, um, and, and likely can travel with equipment and, and man and materials. But uh, in, in this particular situation, the fact that it was shot down, going away from the battle space to me says there's, there was something else on that and not necessarily POWs. Hmm. Kim, what do you make of the, the significance of where this happened, the Belgorod region? This is um, an area where we've seen a lot of activity even from the start of the war, but even certainly um, more specifically the last few weeks and months. Well, it would make sense that Russian prisoners were held in that, uh, that Ukrainian prisoners were held in that same general area. And the prisoner exchange um, procedure has been shrouded in secrecy. Neither the Russians nor the Ukrainians explain how it happens, where it happens. All we know right now is on the Ukrainian side, there seems to be a lot of confusion. The uh, prisoner bureau is saying, well, you can't believe the Russians. They put out a lot of disinformation. But members of the senior military um, officials are saying that they suspect this might have been their work. Um, a Ukrainian news outlet put out a report that there were missiles on the plane and then took that down. We simply don't know where the plane was headed, where the exchanges take place. And unless the Russians return the remains from the battlefield to the Ukrainians, proving that there were actual Ukrainian remains um, prisoners on that plane, we may never know what it was carrying. Mm, wow. I mean, Major, do you think that that is likely? I mean, we have certainly seen prisoner swaps before between Russia and Ukraine. Do you think that we'll, we'll ever get that sort of sense of, of clarity about what happened? Yeah, to Kim's point, uh, Belgorod is the place where Russian supplies go through. It's it's the main place where everything comes, you know, from the the backsides of Russia through from Moscow into Belgorod, and then eventually gets forward into Ukraine for the fight. Uh, yeah, until we see any kind of proof coming from Russia, it's likely that uh, we'd have to presume it it was something else. And again, from from my perspective, these usually take place on the ground, prisoner exchanges close to the border. Um, I'm not sure where they would be flying. That the plane's not going to Ukraine. It's not going to land there, any, any, anything like that. So uh, we've got to get more information from Russia, which I suspect won't come out. Yeah, you know, Kim, let me say on the 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 issue of whether this was a prisoner swap. I know you said that in general they are shrouded in secrecy. Uh, there isn't a lot of information that is often shared, but but I imagine that the folks who are intimately involved with the prisoner swap, that there must be a lot of coordination, there must be a lot of planning. I mean, is there a world in which Ukraine would not have known if their own were on board? In the fog of war, absolutely. Uh, an organization, you know, a group of soldiers on the ground looking for aircraft targets uh, might not be clued into the fact that there was a top secret prisoner exchange happening somewhere. We don't know where could it happen with the border between um, Crimean territory um, and that part of Ukraine or in the Belgrade region. We just don't know. All we know is that the planned prisoner exchange for today, Ukrainian officials are saying, 
is off. And from all of the different quotes coming out of various Ukrainian officials, there's confusion, there's worry from the Russian side. This is a great information operation, whatever was on that plane. And it's going to put doubt in the um, hearts and minds of the troops on the ground on the Ukrainian side, just after they had a pretty stunning victory uh, on January 15th, they claimed to shoot down a Russian spy plane and a Russian command plane. Uh, those uh, shoot downs have not been confirmed by the Russian side, but uh, this will make them wonder the next time they focus on a Russian plane in the air, could mm. their own people be on it? You know, Major, I, I wonder, we are exactly one month away from the two-year anniversary. I mean, February 24th, right? I mean, is the two-year anniversary of Russia's invasion into Ukraine. I wonder what your, uh, your assessment right now of the war is and if you think that this is illustrative of perhaps um, sort of activity picking up in a significant way. I mean, how do you view this in the, the larger scheme of things? Well, they're fighting through winter and they're fighting through those conditions that exist on the ground there. Uh, you're seeing snippets that come out uh, on the Internet of, of different victories and small tactical ways that the Ukrainians seem to have. Um, you know, the fact that this is an air defense system that came from Ukraine, fired over Russia, technically shot down in Russia, I think, is another thing that makes a difference. And the fact that uh, their, their overall Ukraine air defense capability is better, again, to Kim's point about the other two planes being shot down as well. Uh, but the, the lines on the ground are not changing. They just haven't changed really since the counteroffensive started back in June. It's the harsh reality of the situation as you know both sides try to gain some advantage. But Russia continues to reinforce its troops and Ukraine, um, as long as it's getting support from the West, which is now they're looking like they're running out of artillery ammunition. They'll run out here in the next 90 days if they're not careful. Uh, we'll continue to fight on as well. It doesn't look like there's any end in sight. Mm. All right, Kim Dozier and Major Mike Lyons, thank you both.